Thank you. I'm very happy to be with you here. Is it good? Okay, and uh, greetings to our friends uh, streaming and joining us here. We're very mindful of you in our prayer here. As many of you know, uh, I'm living at Our Lady of the Angels Mother House. I'm glad to be your neighbor at Shalom. When I was living at the Christine Center with Sister Gabe, on Sundays we would stream in to join you, and we looked forward to when you came forward at the end of the liturgy and gave us that wave. And we wave to you. Now, it's a simple gesture, but meaningful, because it united us. So thank you for your effort in doing that. It's a way of staying connected at this most difficult time of the pandemic. In today's gospel, Jesus says to his disciples, Behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. Let's hear this in our current circumstances. Behold, I am with you always in this time of the pandemic, all the way through the pandemic and into our unknown future. I am with you always and at our death as well. Well, I want to recall with you today the story of Our Lady of the Angels and uh, how Francis came to restore this chapel. I think many of us, especially sisters, have traveled to Assisi. And we visited the Basilica of Our Lady of the Angels where, as you see in this picture, there in the front and center of this huge basilica, and as I recall it, all gray stone, and then in the front, this golden jewel of Our Lady of the Angels, the original chapel. Well, it looks, I, I've always seen it in my memory, it's just golden and glowing, and you may see it that way here. But something like that is an icon because it shines toward us and it shines through us and we are illuminated, whether for a moment or for many moments, we are illuminated with the Spirit of God. Well, the story of Francis. And it's the story of the beginning of the Franciscan order. History tells us that as more men were attracted to the way of Francis, and they lived at a place called Rivo Torto, well, it, it just became too small. More living space was needed as um, people were inspired by Francis. And so it came to pass that Francis made an agreement with the Benedictines that allowed him long-term use 
of this plot of land that included a very old deteriorating chapel. Now that chapel, that's a sense of how old, and it may be even older, the chapel had been given to St. Benedict in 516. So now it's the year 1208, and Francis comes to this neglected property with an abandoned chapel. Let's imagine what he would have seen coming into this land. Well, the chapel was really rather hidden because of the overgrowth and the undergrowth of the forest. He would have seen, coming closer, this ancient building in need of repair, and he was still living that original calling he had, go rebuild my church. So I'm sure he was very fervent about it, and this would be the third chapel he would repair. He took that calling literally, so he was hands-on repairing that church. So imagine Francis entering this small chapel for the first time. I read that the actual measurements are 22 feet by 13 feet, which is about the size of the kitchen at Shalom. Well, when, when he came in, he would notice above the altar an ancient fresco painted on the wall. That fresco revealed a painting of the Assumption of Mary into heaven, Mary surrounded by angels as though lifting her up. Now Francis must have been amazed and jumping with joy because he had a special love for the Mother of God and he had reverence for the angels. There are many legends that say the singing of the angels could be heard near that chapel. So this place, Our Lady of the Angels, was so dear to Francis that he added another name affectionately, a little portion. Within a year of working being at this chapel, Francis traveled to Rome where he received the Pope's permission to form a religious order. Thus began the Franciscans. But in this chapel, one day at Mass, hearing the words of the Gospel, go and preach the gospel, take nothing for the journey. Francis recognized another fullness to his vocation, after which he began to go out and preach and sent his brothers to preach. 
So this is the place where Francis would leave and come back repeatedly. And when he was dying in, in the last stage of his life, he asked, and, the, and they had to carry him, he asked that he would be brought to Our Lady of the Angels, where we've seen in uh, the, uh, the stories of his life, he was laid on the ground and he surrendered himself to God and to Sister Death. St. Bonaventure wrote in his major life of St. Francis, these words, this place, this place, Our Lady of the Angels, the holy man loved more than any place in the world. For here he began humbly. Here he progressed virtuously. Here he ended happily. Francis not only surrendered his life to God when he met Sister Death, he surely lived a life of surrender, wholeheartedly giving himself to God. Many of us are familiar with these words of Francis that are like a mantra, my God and my all, my God and my all. Words of surrender. It is the felt sense of, ah, it is the felt sense of God's spirit so alive, spirit so alive in Francis that has attracted pilgrims to Assisi for over 800 years. Over the centuries, this human being, Francis, so immersed in God, has such a spirit that it crosses the centuries. It's really amazing. And this very week, it's, we started yesterday, there is a retreat in Assisi. This retreat has uh, people from Europe who were able to travel there. I think, you know, there are 15 or 20. But there are also 250 people joining this retreat from all over the world because of Zoom. And eight of them are Wheaton Franciscans. It's really thrilling because each day they take you to a place like the Carchery or the Basilica of St. Francis. Uh, and uh, they were in the crypt of the Basilica of St. Francis the first day. I, I guess you make arrangements so that your group could be there uh, meditating. Uh, and it, it's, we're just... Uh, it, it really feels alive to be there with these other people. And each day there are several hours of meditation. 
So what is drawing this amazing community of people together? It's a heart connection. We know Francis as uh, a human being with a great heart. A heart connection with the spirit of St. Francis and love for the world as it is now in such great need of love and care. I want to say we, already, we do know the spirit of Francis in our own lives. When we are humble in facing the unknown, as it is with this pandemic, so how many times do you actually say, I don't know? Because that's all you can say. It is humbling not to know. We know we are in the spirit of Francis when our hearts are open to each other and to the spirit of God, when we also express my God and my all. We know we are in the spirit of Francis when we are in relationship to the whole world, to all of creation, and to each other, all related. We know we are within the spirit of Francis when we are present, as in attentive to the presence of God, listening, attending to have our lives guided by God with us. I'm ending with a couple of suggestions which may or may not be new to you, but I favor them. One is, let's be attentive to say the words, Our Lady of the Angels, because it gives praise to Mary, instead of saying, OLA, Enough said. <laughs> consider, second tip, consider the angels are invisible helpers. The angels are present. They are helpers. It's up to us to ask for help. So try it. Try asking angels. They do small things as well as large. Where are my glasses? Yes. Well, <clears throat> again, I'm grateful we could all be, we could be here on streaming and live. We are learning to be present to each other with the avenue of technology. Thank you all who joined the streaming today, and thank you, sisters in particular, for joining our community meetings with Zoom, where you can see us on our computer screens. It's a little harder to see you if you're not with your own computer, but it's really thrilling that we can be together that way, and thank you for the effort. So I'll see you there pretty soon. Again, the words of Jesus, behold, I am with you always. In this time and through this time of the pandemic, 
we are one.